0: Star 5 It looks like we got a transmission coming in. Hello, Lieutenant. Two quick things about the podcast you're about to hear before you jump into hyperspace. First, beware of spoilers on the path ahead. The Star Wars Expanded Universe primer doesn't cover everything, but what it does cover, it may spoil. There's no punches pulled here. And second... This podcast is a non-profit fan production produced for the enjoyment and use of the fans. It's an educational resource, and all rights to the Star Wars saga are retained by Lucasfilm and their proper parties. No infringing claims are intended here. With those two facts in mind, enjoy the show and the journey ahead. You heard the man R5. On with the show. The Star Wars saga is a vast space fantasy that spans the rise and fall of powers and principalities over the course of over 36,000 years. Luckily, newcomers to the saga's official continuity do not need to know every aspect of this long and varied history. Instead, a general knowledge of a series of key events can help a new reader get off on the right foot without being too confused by the scope of it all. Thus, for your listening and learning pleasure, Nathan P. Butler, creator of the Star Wars Timeline Gold, now presents a Star Wars Expanded Universe Saga Primer for new Star Wars fans and those just new to the Expanded Universe. Join us as we recap the story so far in a galaxy far, far away. Part 2, The Prequel Era A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. 67 to 32 years before A New Hope The Sith's plans for revenge against the Jedi and for domination of the galaxy finally begin coming to fruition in the era of the prequel trilogy, which begins 32 years before the events of the first released Star Wars film A New Hope, starting in The Phantom Menace released in 1999. In the years leading up to the film's events, the Dark Lords of the Sith have been preparing for many years, manipulating galactic events behind the scenes. About 35 years before the prequel trilogy begins, the Dark Lords of the Sith are Darth Tenebrous, a being so focused on science and mathematics that he uses them to calculate future events with precision, and his apprentice, Darth Plagueis, who is otherwise known as the very wealthy Hego Damask. Tenebrous and Plagueis have been seeking a means of extending and creating life in order to make themselves essentially immortal to rule over the galaxy forever. When Plagueis finally turns on his master, as all Sith in this Sith order tend to do, Plagueis finds a new apprentice in the son of a wealthy Naboo noble. The young man in question is named Palpatine, and he will come to be known as the Sith Lord Darth Sidious. The ascent to power of these two Sith Lords begins. Thirty-two years before A New Hope. As the prequel trilogy begins, Darth Plagueis is still the Sith Master, operating behind the scenes to help manipulate events, even as his Sith apprentice, Darth Sidious, a.k.a. Palpatine, is now the senator for Naboo in the Galactic Senate, and on the rise. Shortly after having become Plagueis' apprentice, Sidious begins training his own apprentice, either to be his true Sith apprentice after Sidious himself takes down Darth Plagueis to assume his mantle as Sith Master, or to use as a powerful assassin and tool against the Sith's enemies, forging this weapon through false promises of being the true Sith apprentice one day. This apprentice is a young Zabrak knight brother from the planet Dathomir named Maul, whom Sidious dubs Darth Maul. For his part, Maul is entirely unaware that Darth Plagueis exists, ...thinking instead that his master, Sidious, is this era's Sith Master. In this manner of Master, Apprentice, and Tool, so to speak, the Sith are able to make their move for galactic rule. Among their preparations, they have manipulated events to push for the arming of the Trade Federation... ...a business organization that has become more of a political power in the era. They have manipulated their nemoidian pawn, Newt Gunray, into position as Viceroy of the Trade Federation... ...by boosting his prestige and arranging the assassination of the non-Nemoinian members of the Trade Federation's Executive Council... ...during a summit on the planet Iriadu, in the novel Cloak of Deception. They have also eliminated some possible competitors for power... ...including wiping out the leadership of the Black Sun Crime Syndicate... ...in a brutal one-man assault by Darth Maul, in the comic book miniseries, Darth Maul. Finally, in The Phantom Menace... A manipulated trade dispute causes the Trade Federation, under Gunray, to blockade the planet Naboo, Palpatine's, Sidious's, homeworld. Even as two Jedi, Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn and his Padawan, apprentice Obi-Wan Kenobi, are sent to negotiate with the Viceroy, the Trade Federation invades Naboo. Only the quick action of the Jedi allows the reigning Queen of Naboo, Padme Amidala, 14 years old, to escape from the planet. With them, they take a Gungan local named Jar Jar Binks whom the Gungan leader boss Nass has banished from their underwater city. While en route to Coruscant to plead Padme's case to the Senate, their damaged ship is forced to land on the planet Tatooine, where they meet a young boy named Anakin Skywalker, age 9 or 10, depending on which source you read, but more likely turning 10 during the film itself. Anakin is a slave, along with his mother Shmi, to the junk dealer Watto, who has the necessary parts to fix the Queen's ship. Betting on a pod race that makes use of Anakin's force-enhanced reflexes, they are able to not only win the parts they need, but also win Anakin's freedom. Anakin reluctantly leaves his mother behind to go to Coruscant to be trained as a Jedi, a decision that will haunt the galaxy later. Qui-Gon believes that Anakin is the Chosen One, who will, quote, bring balance to the Force, due to his Force prowess and the fact that Shmi has said that he had no father. This virgin birth was actually an independent act of the Force in response to Darth Plagueis' attempts to create life himself. Upon returning to Coruscant, Anakin is tested by the Jedi Council, but they refuse to train him because he is too old. Qui-Gon, though, is determined to train Anakin either way. Meanwhile, Padme pleads Nebu's case before the Senate. When they don't answer her calls for justice, she follows Palpatine's urgings and calls for a vote of no confidence in Supreme Chancellor Phineas Valorum. Valorum is ousted from office and replaced by Palpatine. The Sith Lord's first step in gaining ultimate power is complete. He is now the Supreme Chancellor, the highest office in the Republic. Darth Plagueis believes that Sidious, as Palpatine, will now call for a co-chancellorship with Hego Damask, Plagueis' alter ego. But Sidious instead kills Plagueis, making himself the new Sith Master. Knowing that their only chance at saving Naboo is to return and fight the Trade Federation themselves, our heroes set off for the planet and meet with the local resistance then set their sights on retaking the palace from Trade Federation battle droids and clearing space of Trade Federation starships. In the ensuing Battle of Naboo, Anakin accidentally takes to the skies in a Naboo starfighter and is guided by the Force to destroy the Trade Federation ship in orbit that controls the battle droid army. Below, the droid army stops dead in its tracks, just after capturing a Gungan force led by Jar Jar and Gungan Captain Tarpals. Meanwhile, Padme and her guards retake the palace, capturing Viceroy Gunray. At the same time, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan duel Darth Maul in the core of the palace. Maul slays Qui-Gon, but Obi-Wan slays Maul in turn. Obi-Wan promises his dying master that he will train Anakin as a Jedi, despite the council's reservations. 32 to 22 years before A New Hope in the decade between the events of The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, Anakin Skywalker is trained in the Jedi arts by Obi-Wan Kenobi, as he promised. Obi-Wan is now a Jedi Knight, and Anakin is a powerful, if often disobedient, Padawan. The two carry out numerous adventures, including taking on Sith cultists, not Sith per se, but those who seek dark side power, and protecting the mysterious, sentient, roaming planet Zonama Sikot, which will play a major role decades later during the Yuuzhan Vong War. During many of these missions, Anakin is tipped in small movements toward the dark side, but rarely gives in to those urges. Also in this era, we meet Jedi Knight Quinlan Voss and his Padawan Aayla Secura. We meet Quinlan on Nar Shaddaa, where he wanders around using the Force by instinct as his memories have been erased, and with it his light side teachings. Eventually, Quinlan returns to the light, but he remains tainted and easily susceptible to the dark side, which will play a major role in his dealings during the Clone Wars. This era also sees Asharad Het, the son of Jedi Knight Sharad Het, become a Jedi Knight. He will become a major factor in the galaxy over 150 years later. The events of this era are covered predominantly in the Star Wars ongoing comic book series later known as Republic, the Jedi Quest Young Reader series about Obi-Wan and Anakin, just as another series Jedi Apprentice followed Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, plus a handful of other stories, including most notably the Rogue Planet novel. Overall. It is an era of rising tensions, as political infighting in the Republic grows, Palpatine seems to gain more and more respect and power, and the Jedi are increasingly wary of the threat posed by the Sith. If Darth Maul was one Sith Lord, what of his master? Could the Republic still be in danger? How little they knew. 22 years before A New Hope Ten years after the Battle of Naboo, Anakin Skywalker, aged 20, is the powerful and skilled Padawan of Jedi Knight, promoted after the Naboo crisis, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Palpatine is still Supreme Chancellor, asked to stay in office after his two-term limit to deal with a growing separatist crisis. As for Padme, she is now the senator for Naboo. Their trials and tribulations return in full force in the second prequel trilogy episode, Attack of the Clones, released in 2002. A large number of planets have sided with Count Dooku of Sereno, former Jedi Master to Qui-Gon Jinn, who left the Jedi Order after Qui-Gon's death. Unbeknownst to the rest of the galaxy, this well-spoken leader of the movement to secede from the Republic is actually the new Sith Apprentice, the replacement for Darth Maul for Darth Sidious, known as Darth Tyrannus. In their respective leadership roles, the Sith Lords intend on sparking a war between the Separatists, Dooku's Confederacy of Independent Systems, and the Republic, which will allow Palpatine, Sidious, to assume even more power and begin turning the Republic against the Jedi in the long run. Unfortunately for the galaxy, Dooku and Palpatine give no hints as to their ties to each other. When Padme becomes an outspoken opponent of the Military Creation Act, a Senate bill that would create a Grand Army of the Republic to counter the Separatists, she's targeted for assassination. Dooku hires bounty hunter and true Mandalorian leader, Jango Fett, to kill her, who subcontracts to another bounty hunter named Zam Wissell. When their first attempt, blowing up her ship, fails, and Zam is killed by a poison dart from Jango before she can talk, Obi-Wan and Anakin are assigned by the Jedi Council to investigate and protect Padme. Obi-Wan will hunt down clues, while Anakin returns to Naboo with Padme. Obi-Wan's path leads him to the planet Kamino, where the dart was created. There, he finds something startling. The Kamino and cloners have created a huge army of jango fet clones for the Republic, under the orders of a now-deceased Jedi Master named Sifo-Dyas. The Clone Army is nearly ready, and seems to be a ready answer to the Military Creation Act. All too convenient. Unbeknownst to Obi-Wan, the Clone Army was in fact ordered by sifo nearly 10 years earlier. sifo expected a conflict to come sooner or later, and he wanted the Republic to be prepared for those dark times. Duku, however, was just turning to the dark side after being recruited by Darth Sidious at the time, and his final test was to betray sifo his close friend, and kill him. Duku did so, well, more like he defeated sifo and saved his body for transfusions of force-user blood later, then took over the army project. He hired Jango Fett to act as the clone template, and over the last ten years, the army was created. When Obi-Wan discovers that Jango is the bounty hunter who killed Zam and must be behind the attempts on Padme's life, he confronts him, along with his son, an unaltered ten-year-old clone of Jango himself, Boba Fett. Jango and Boba escape, but not before Obi-Wan can put a tracer on their ship. Jango Fett's trail leads Obi-Wan to the planet Geonosis, where he finds Count Dooku and other Separatist leaders, such as Viceroy Newt Gunray of the Trade Federation, free from prison, plotting against the Republic, as usual. Unfortunately, Obi-Wan is captured by Dooku. While in captivity, he learns an important piece of information, though. Dooku tries to turn Obi-Wan to his side by telling him the truth that the Republic Senate is being controlled and manipulated by a Dark Lord of the Sith named Darth Sidious. Obi-Wan, though, refuses to believe, for now. He's scheduled for execution. Meanwhile, Anakin has returned to Naboo with Padme, and the two have fallen into forbidden love. The Jedi Order forbids such attachments, but they cannot help how they feel. Before they can do much about it, Anakin has a prophetic dream of his mother dying on Tatooine. He and Padme head there, only for Anakin to find her dying. She dies in his arms after having been beaten and tortured by Sand People. Anakin's first major overt dark side act is to slaughter the entire village of Sand People in revenge for his mother's death. Again, before too long, though, they're pulled away when they receive Obi-Wan's distress call from Geonosis. They head there to save him. Back on Coruscant, Jar Jar Binks, manipulated and acting in Padme's place while she's away, uses her place in the Senate to call for emergency powers for Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. The vote passes, making the Sith Lord even more powerful. His first act is to create a Grand Army of the Republic, which of course means that the Jedi need to go get the clones from Kamino. Their first mission will be a strike at Geonosis. Anakin and Padme arrive on Geonosis, but end up captured. They and Obi-Wan are all tied up in the arena to be killed by alien beasts, while Gunray, Dooku, Django, and others watch. As the execution commences, though, the three of them hold their own against the creatures and their handlers long enough for dozens upon dozens of Jedi to arrive and reveal themselves, led by Jedi Master Mace Windu. In the arena battle that ensues, Mace kills Jango, then the Jedi are nearly captured. The arrival of Jedi Master Yoda and the Clone Army turns the tide, though. In the Battle of Geonosis that results, the Separatists are driven from Geonosis, and the Clone Troopers prove to be valuable assets in battle. However, Dooku flees the scene. Anakin and Obi-Wan give chase, finally dueling the Sith Lord in a hangar. Anakin, overconfident, tries to take him on alone and ends up with one of his arms chopped off by Dooku's lightsaber. Yoda enters and duels Dooku, saving both Obi-Wan and Anakin. But Dooku escapes to Coruscant where he informs his master, Darth Sidious, that their plan is working, and the Clone Wars have begun. In the aftermath of the battle, Anakin is fitted with the droid arm to replace his lost one, then he escorts Padme back to Naboo, where the two are secretly wed, defying the Jedi Order's traditions. 22 to 19 years before A New Hope In the three years that followed the Battle of Geonosis, the Clone Wars rage across the galaxy between the Republic and the Separatists. This is a difficult era for those who follow Star Wars continuity, as an intricate publishing line produced between 2002 and 2008 was originally to tell the tales of this era in various publications, most notably the Republic and Jedi comic book series, the original Clone Wars micro cartoon series, and novels from Del Rey, Shatterpoint, the MedStar duology, and so on. However, 2008 saw the premiere of The Clone Wars, a new animated film and television series that takes place in the same era with somewhat contradictory situations that, while they are supposed to all fit together in the end, according to Lucasfilm, have thrown this era into hopefully temporary continuity chaos. We can, however, pin down a few major series of events. In this era, heroes are forged and new dangers are born. Among those heroes are Ala Secura, now a Jedi Knight, and Quinlan Boss, now a Jedi Master. Quinlan undertakes a dangerous mission to infiltrate Count Dooku's ranks by pretending to fall to the Dark Side. He works his way into the ranks of Dark Jedi that Dooku has pulled to his side, only to find that he is far closer to the Dark Side than ever before. Quinlan is able to succeed in his mission to thwart Sith plans during the war from the inside, but it very nearly costs him his soul as he lets his single-minded adherence to his mission blind him to the supposedly justified evil that he's doing. Jedi Knight Asherod Het also fights in the Clone Wars, even fighting alongside Anakin Skywalker, despite Asherod's heritage with the Sand People on Tatooine, the same culture that killed Anakin's mother. Asherod will survive the Clone Wars. Another angle on the war is covered in the Republic Commando novel series, and its progenitor video game wherein two squads of Republic Commando versions of clone troopers known as Delta and Omega squads work with their true Mandalorian trainer, Cal Skirata, to battle the Separatists while facing questions of their own humanity as clones and what will become of them when the war ends. One clone, Darman, even has a child with a Jedi, Etein Turmukan. That child grows up to be Vinku or Kadika, a force-using Mandalorian warrior who fights alongside Gotab a disillusioned former Clone Wars Jedi Knight, Barden Jessic, during the era of the Legacy of the Force novels and earlier. Three new enemies rise within the Separatist ranks. The first, Durge, is a Jindai bounty hunter, who wreaks havoc on Republic forces until finally being killed by Anakin shortly before the events of Revenge of the Sith. The second is the deadly Asajj Ventress, a dark Jedi woman wielding two lightsabers. Ventress causes extensive losses for the Republic and nearly kills Obi-Wan when he is captured during a battle on the planet Jabim. But she is eventually betrayed and left to die by Count Dooku. This causes her to return to her homeworld of Dathamir to reunite with the Knight Sisters, led by Mother Talzin, who offer her a chance at revenge. The Knight Sisters take a Knight Brother named Savage Opress, who happens to also be the brother of Darth Maul, and transform him into a beastly warrior, whom Talzin offers to Count Dooku as a replacement for Asajj, in order to get him close enough to Dooku to help Asajj assassinate him. When this plan goes awry, Savage finds himself on the run from both Dooku and Asajj. He returns to Mother Talzin, who sends him in search of Darth Maul, who has survived the Battle of Naboo in exile. Upon finding his long-lost brother, Maul is healed and given new cybernetic legs, and the two brothers go out into the galaxy in search of revenge against those who have wronged them. It is amid their first revenge plot that Asajj ventures, now on her own after a Separatist attack on the Sisters, and seemingly on the road to redemption, joins forces with former nemesis Obi-Wan Kenobi to battle Savage and Maul, narrowly escaping. The third new Separatist leader is the Cyborg General Grievous, leader of the droid army of the Separatists. If Dooku is the movement's political head, Grievous is its military head. Trained in lightsaber combat by Count Dooku himself and utilizing four arms, for four lightsabers in a time of combat, Grievous is the greatest visual, individual threat to the Republic, outside of Count Dooku. Of course, threats are not always visible, are they? Throughout the course of the war, Anakin becomes increasingly reliant on Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, Darth Sidious, as a father figure and mentor. When he finally finds himself promoted to full Jedi Knight, he relishes his independence from Obi-Wan, who is promoted to Jedi Master and placed on the Jedi Council. All the while, Anakin hides his romance and marriage with Padme from nearly everyone. He is a lover at heart, but a skilled and deadly warrior, and war is bringing him much closer to falling to the dark side. During this era, Anakin also takes on a new Padawan learner, Ahsoka Tano, who fights alongside Anakin and his 501st Legion troops under Clone Captain Rex. The adventures developed from this sequence of events, including Ahsoka and Rex, are the purview of the Clone Wars cartoon series and its subsequent spin-off comic books, video games, novels, and so forth. These materials rarely connect with the materials for this era that were written prior to 2008, though subsequent works have slowly attempted to reconcile elements from both versions of the war in print and on film. Also in the cartoon series, we see the reemergence of a dissident group of warrior Mandalorians, who had been seen breaking away from the true Mandalorians, only to be defeated, in the pages of Jango Fett's origin story, Jango Fett Open Seasons. This group, the so-called Death Watch, rises again under Pre Vizsla, The governor of Concordia, Mandalore's moon, creating yet another threat in a galaxy at war. Furthermore, the cartoon series sees Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan drawn to the planet Mortis, which is located within a monolith in space that somewhat resembles one of the ancient Thoyor ships that brought the ancestral Jedi to Tython over 36,000 years earlier. Mortis is a strange place where the light and dark side must be kept in balance, Not just because it affects the world in a similar fashion to how Tython was affected by the Force, but because the balance of the Force on Mortis has the ability to affect the balance of good and evil in the galaxy as a whole. On Mortis, they meet the Ones, mysterious, super powerful Force users. They're a family of three, the son who represents the Dark Side, the Daughter, representing the Light Side, and the Father, who keeps them under control and brings balance to the Force. It is the Father's belief that Anakin is the Chosen One, and that his destiny to quote, bring balance to the force, means that he must now take the father's place on Mortis to keep son and daughter from dragging the galaxy out of balance. The son, tired of waiting to be free of his father's control, takes matters into his own hands, intending to kill the father. When the daughter provides Obi-Wan with the weapon known as the Dagger of Mortis, the only thing capable of making the ones vulnerable, son uses Ahsoka to get it, and tries to kill father, only for the daughter to leap into the way. Having now killed his own sister, Sun escapes, but the power of the Dark Side is growing unchecked. The Jedi help Father defeat the Sun, but it is at great cost. To make Sun vulnerable to a killing blow from Anakin's lightsaber, Father uses the Dagger of Mortis on himself, somehow taking away some of the Sun's power. Sun dies at Anakin's hand, but now all three of the ones are gone. Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka leave Mortis, unsure if what they just experienced was real. Unbeknownst to them, they have just started a countdown to the rise of one of the greatest threats that Anakin's future son, Luke Skywalker, will ever face. Abeloth. More on that in about 60 years. 19 years before A New Hope. The Clone Wars finally come to an end during the final film of the prequel trilogy, Revenge of the Sith, released in 2005. When a daring raid on Coruscant, shown in contradictory form in the web strip Reversal of Fortune, novel Labyrinth of Evil, and original Clone Wars micro cartoon series, leads to the capture of Supreme Chancellor Palpatine by General Grievous and Count Dooku, who hold Palpatine as a prisoner aboard Grievous' flagship, the Invisible Hand, it is up to Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker to blast their way aboard the ship amid the chaotic Battle of Coruscant. Once aboard, the Jedi rescue Palpatine, But while forced to briefly fight Dooku alone, Anakin defeats and kills the Sith Lord, dipping ever closer to the dark side. Grievous, however, manages to escape, making it only a partial victory. Shortly thereafter, politics in the Galactic Senate place direct oversight of the Jedi Order in the hands of the Supreme Chancellor's office, rather than the Senate. With this new power, Palpatine orders that Anakin be appointed to the Jedi Council. The Council obliges, but they do not grant Anakin the rank of Jedi Master. This plagues the young Jedi Knight, as he has had visions of the now-pregnant Padme dying during childbirth, and he believes that only forbidden knowledge in the Jedi archives, perhaps even Sith knowledge, can save her. This belief is perpetuated by Palpatine's revelation that he is a student of Sith lore, and one particular Sith Lord, Darth Plagueis the Wise, had learned how to cheat death. Meanwhile, tensions have been rising between the Supreme Chancellor and the Jedi. The Jedi have traced evidence of Darth Sidious' dealings to 500 Republica, where the Chancellor resides, which, among other things, has led them to distrust Palpatine. At the same time, Palpatine believes that the Jedi are plotting against him. Both sides turn to Anakin. Anakin is supposed to be Palpatine's voice on the Jedi Council, but the Jedi want him to spy on Palpatine for them. The young man's loyalties are pushed to the breaking point. Shortly after Anakin joins the Jedi Council, Obi-Wan is sent to bring down General Grievous on the planet Utapau. Along with a huge clone force, he is able to complete that mission, killing the general in one-on-one combat. Back on Coruscant, Anakin again turns to Palpatine for help, desperate to find a way to save Padme. During their conversation, Palpatine again pushes the notion that the Jedi are traitors that are out to take him down and take over the Republic. He also finally reveals that he himself is the Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Sidious, and he learned the power to save Padme from his master, Darth Plagueis just before he himself killed Plagueis. Anakin, torn between loyalty to the man that was almost like a father to him, and the Jedi Order that has been his whole life since he was only nine years old, makes the right decision. He races from Palpatine's office and heads for the Jedi Temple. Once there, he reveals Palpatine's dual identity. A group of Jedi Masters, led by Mace Windu, head for Palpatine's office to take him into custody. Sidious, though, is ready for them. He strikes down Mace's comrades, then duels Mace himself, The Jedi Master manages to get the upper hand, holding an unarmed Sidious at Saber Point, but Anakin intervenes. The young Jedi argues that Palpatine must stand trial. It's not the Jedi's place to execute him. Mace counters that since Palpatine controls the Senate and the courts, he would never get convicted, so killing him is the only way. Knowing that he needs Palpatine to save Padme, Anakin allows himself to believe that yes, this constitutes a Jedi conspiracy to take out Palpatine. He stops Mace in mid-swing and allows Palpatine to blast him with force lightning, sending him to his doom. In the wake of Mace Windu's death, Anakin swears his allegiance to Sidious, which isn't too much of a stretch since he is already fiercely loyal to the Supreme Chancellor. Sidious dubs Anakin as Darth Vader and sends him to hunt down the rest of the Jedi Order, who are now branded as enemies of the Republic. Anakin starts with a slaughter carried out with the help of clones at the Jedi Temple. Then, as clones all over the galaxy are given Order 66, the order to terminate all of the Jedi, Anakin is sent to Mustafar, where the Separatist leaders are hiding. As the Jedi are exterminated all across the galaxy, Obi-Wan escapes from Utapau and catches up with Senator Bail Organa, whose ship, the Sundered Heart, has just rescued Jedi Master Yoda over the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk. They make plans to return to Coruscant and reset a beacon that is calling Jedi home to their doom, to tell them to stay away and hide out. They do so, but when they view security recordings, Obi-Wan must face the truth that Anakin is the architect of much of the destruction. Yoda tells him that the true Anakin is dead, consumed by Darth Vader. As Yoda goes to confront Darth Sidious, Obi-Wan stows away on Padme's starship as she tries to race to save Anakin from his own dark deeds on Mustafar. Meanwhile, on Mustafar, Anakin, Vader, kills the Separatist leaders, as Sidious instructed. When Padme arrives, he tells her that he is doing this for her. He has ended the war and brought peace to the Empire. Palpatine has just renamed the Republic into the first Galactic Empire. He believes that he is stronger than Sidious, so he can overthrow the tyrant. Then Anakin and Padme can rule the galaxy together as a monarchy. She refuses to go along with these plans, owing to her belief in democracy from her years in the Senate and on Naboo. When Anakin looks up to see Obi-Wan emerging from the ship, he chokes Padme with the force, believing that she purposely brought him there. Once he lets Padme fall to the ground, not dead, but severely injured and about to go into labor soon, Anakin spars verbally with his former master. Obi-Wan argues that his loyalty is to the Senate and to democracy, while Anakin claims that he has brought peace, justice, and so forth to his new empire. Thus, with their irreconcilable differences aired, the two duel. The battle rages across the Mustafar landscape finally leading them onto a small piece of debris amid a lava flow. When Obi-Wan leaps to the volcanic shore, he urges Anakin not to follow, knowing he could strike Anakin down in mid-air. Anakin doesn't heed this warning and leaps at him anyway, forcing Obi-Wan to slash. The strike severs both of Anakin's legs and his one full human arm, sending the rest of him, still alive, skidding toward the lava. Obi-Wan, betrayed and heartbroken, leaves his former friend, former brother, there to his fate. He takes Anakin's lightsaber, which will later come into Luke Skywalker's possession, and returns to the ship. In the aftermath, Padme is taken to a medical station, where she gives birth to twins, Luke and Leia, then dies in childbirth, just as Anakin's vision had shown him. Anakin, meanwhile, is taken to another medical facility, where his body is repaired. He emerges as the more machine than man Darth Vader that we have come to expect of the cultural icon, clad in all black with unmistakable armor and a breathing apparatus. To deepen the dark side in him, Sidious tells him that Vader himself killed Padme, leading to the belief that his child, remember, he didn't know there would be twins, did not survive either. Finally, Yoda goes to hide out on Dagobah until the time is right to emerge again. Bail Organa and his wife adopt Leia and take her to live on Alderaan. Obi-Wan takes Luke to live with Owen and Beru Lars, Anakin's stepbrother and his wife on Tatooine, and Obi-Wan will remain there to help watch over Luke from a distance. As for Vader, ...he and Sidious now rule the Empire. Our last view of the Sith Lords in the prequel trilogy... ...is of the two of them looking out of the bridge of a Venator-class Star Destroyer... ...with a young Wilhuff Tarkin, soon to be seen in the A New Hope film... ...as they take note of the first stages in the construction of the massive Death Star battle station. The Age of the Empire has begun. The story continues in Part 3... Available at StarWarsFanWorks.com Prominent stories in this era include The Prequel Trilogy Both Clone Wars cartoon series and Clone Wars film All novels tagged as a Clone Wars novel All Clone Wars television series tie-in novels All Clone Wars television series tie-in comic books Prequel era comic book series such as Republic, Obsession, Jedi, General Grievous, Darth Maul Episode 1 Adventures, and Jedi Council Acts of War. Standalone novels, such as Labyrinth of Evil, The Approaching Storm, Outbound Flight, Rogue Planet, Cloak of Deception, and Darth Maul Shadowhunter. e such as Darth Maul Saboteur. Early events in the Han Solo trilogy novel, The Paradise Snare. Video games, such as Republic Commando, Jedi Alliance, Lightsaber Duels, and others. For a complete listing, see the Star Wars Timeline Gold at StarWarsFanWorks.com Timeline.